touched it in the in that two minute trailer where you showed all the good things. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like okay. here are the funny jokes. Here's the surprise. Here's what's going to yes. happen. Yes. Um, yeah, I spent um, seven years hustling screenplays for a living. I, I used to be a senior vice president of development at um, a management production company. So nice. my my day job was finding scripts and developing them and then shopping them. And, you know, that, that that's, you know, the best education they can ever have is like not, not only when you're like just on the phone and producers and execs are telling you exactly why they're not going to pick up a script or move on it. And X, Y, Z, uh, mm-hmm. not only is a good education, but it's also like, you know, the stakes are your paycheck, you know? So it's like, uh, you're getting paid on whether or not this thing sells. So it's like you get a very sharp refinement of exactly what's going on. And I bring that up only because we had a project that was written by one of our better clients. Like he had actually gotten a couple of movies made, you know, with mm-hmm. like movies, you know, studio movies with movie stars that that's that like this guy had a fan base amongst the executives you know so oh, nice. we, I, yeah so it's like nice. and, and it's it's interesting like when writers and filmmakers kind of have you know when they get themselves out there to a certain degree like uh people within the industry will be like i'll read anything she writes i'll i'll watch anything this guy makes you know just like the general audience you know mm-hmm. and uh he wrote um a vampire scripts that was really really good because about it, it kind of plays the that, that um uh the same game as uh, from dust till dawn is okay. about half half of it seems like it's a romantic comedy and then halfway but this guy is getting sick and you think you know is, you know what's going on with him does he have cancer does he have like a movie cough you know it's like one of mm-hmm. those and um no it actually turns out that like halfway through he's getting up at night and going out and murdering people and drinking their blood and coming back home. And he doesn't know that he's doing that. And his sickness is exhaustion because he's not sleeping at all. So, uh, and also the blood that he's got in his stomach. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I bring up this project, this project in particular, because even though every, it was great script, everyone loved it. Um, the executives 100% across the board, there's like, well, we can't market this. Because in order to, the best thing about this this script is the surprise, you know. Mm. And if you give away the surprise in the in the marketing, then you give then you lose the best thing about it. You That's know, true. it's like you know, with From Dust Till Dawn, you could play that card as a secret because you still have like a dark thriller about this family getting kidnapped by these two criminals. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so it's like you're going to get in the audience that wants to see a dark and dangerous movie, you know, and you have enough of that kind of thing to market to the audience. So when the vampires do show up, it's, you know, a surprise. But it's like if you market it as like a romantic comedy and then halfway through the vampires show up, it's like, you know, the audience that shows up for a romantic comedy is going to be disappointed. And the audience that would go out for a vampire movie is not going to show up because they don't want to see wrong romantic comedy so it's like it, it, that's where like we're, we're in this yeah. fine like we don't know how to sell it uh, you know so even though we love it if we don't know how to sell it to the audience then you know it, there's your pass <laughs> damn. That's, see and, and the thing about that is it's it sucks because it's like it could be one of those things you know it, the build-up can be worth it the surprise at the end or whatever the thing is you're discussing could be worth mm-hmm. it and <clears throat> I do understand what you're saying with the whole marketing. It's like, how are we going to market this without throwing the big boom in there? Right. And shit. (laughs) That's kind of the thing. It's like, you know, Sixth Sense, you have enough ghost stuff going on that Mm -hmm. um, you you still have a movie to market, even without the twist, you know? But yeah, it's it's kind of like um, in terms of shopping, like say, um, From the Shadows Mm -hmm. was very... um, educational and I mean, even with all that experience you still get these lessons to learn surprises to be had and with shadows uh we had a lot of passes from distributors because there's like you know it's a little sci-fi it's a little the kind of zoom call movie it's shadow people but it's also a slasher it's kind of this it's kind of that it's kind of a cult movie it's kind of you know there's a lot of stuff going on yeah and that, you know, when we were making the movie, we thought that that kind of unique combination of elements gave it like kind of a unique feel. 
and we weren't wrong. But when it went to the distributors, the distributors was like, I know how to sell a ghost movie, and I know how to sell a slasher movie. But a movie that's like, and I know how to sell a sci-fi movie. But a movie that's like a ghost movie and a slasher and a sci-fi, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm selling. You know, it's like, it's trying to sell like three different kinds of sandwiches. You know, they're all sandwiches, but, you know, it's yeah. like the audiences, when they're looking at the menu, it's like, give me a burger, give me a chicken, give me fish. It's like, no, oh, yeah, it's the turducken sandwich. <laughs> the turducken sandwich. There yeah, you go. Yeah. It's like, so, anyways, yeah, so, I mean, luckily, we landed with, I, we were able to get the movie out anyways, but it's like, um, it was a doing, man, you know, so it's like, you know, there's a reason why, I like, sometimes people will, like, kind of pull their hair out over how the industry works, but I mean, it really just comes down to, like, you know, can we sell this? Because if we can't sell it, then we're not going to make any money. And then we have to go get real jobs. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said it. Like, then we have to go get real jobs. We yeah, not, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do that. So do you, um, I, I, I actually, uh, uh, can, can you familiarize me with your, your channel, your whole thing? What's going on, man? What, what are you doing? <clears throat> so with what this I've been doing, January 1st will be six years of doing this podcast. And I started out with just recording with friends and family members, just hanging out at someone's house to them coming over and just record reviewing movies. Then it got on to, as I grew some and like started branding out, started networking. That's the word. (laughs) Started networking with people like yourself, indie, indie artists, you know, excuse me, indie directors, indie writers and all that actors, actresses, I started connecting with them, so I would do interviews with them once in a while. I would do and movie reviews and just talk horror. I got into this as far as the whole horror thing since I was about five years old. Mm-hmm. You know, following around my older brother and older cousins and all that stuff. Being the youngest, so you know how that. Well, you 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 know how it is being the youngest, even if you're not the youngest, just from seeing it on TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. just from whatever the case may be. You want to follow the older kids, and that's what yeah, I did. Yeah. And just I just had this love for it like it's more than just the blood guts and boobs it's more than the scares it's more than like Mm -hmm. yes you love all of that but it's like again i've been watching it since my childhood and Mm -hmm. i'm a grown man and still love this stuff more than i did as a kid because i understand it more and you know what i mean you i'm i can see a lot more because i can just i mean mean, i'm an adult i can okay i want to see this movie i can go buy it go get it whatever the case may be but it's just it's just cool that i still have like that childhood excitement for movies like that childhood yes. excitement for certain movies certain slashers like friday the 13th franchise is my favorite franchise of just everything i just have to admit it like i've, I've been thinking this about this for years because people are asking what my favorite horror movie is and i really don't have an answer for that i'm like it's just because i'm more of like whatever i'm in the mood for watching is what i want to watch yeah it's like but, asking what's your favorite food it's like well you know uh, yeah, like yeah, t- today it's lasagna, but tomorrow it could be something completely different. Right. <laughs> it depends yeah, on what it's yeah. in the mood for. But I mean, I do have certain movies that I can go back to. I mean, there's a ton, but Friday the 13th mm-hmm. is definitely one that franchise for the most part I can go through and never get tired of watching it. Yeah. Never get tired yeah. of watching it. As a matter of fact, I'm going through a review thing now on my podcast where Tuesday we did Friday the 13th 1 and 2. Or sorry, mm-hmm. we did Friday the 13th 1 and Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Thursday we did two for both. Mm-hmm. Next Tuesday we're doing part three for both, and so on and so forth, all the way up till um, Halloween. Like I'm doing from for both of those films, I'm doing from part one to part seven because Nightmare on Elm Street, the original things only have seven, and right. then I'm doing the remakes, and then I'm gonna end it off on Halloween, Freddy vs Jason. I know the remakes came out after, but just because it's like a Freddy vs Jason type of deal, just to you finally get the battle at the end, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, just, it's it's fun. It's I like pursuit, I man. Yeah. I love it. I get to talk to people like yourself and just other people, meet other horror fans. And that's the dopest thing. Like being able to meet people from around the world, literally just around the world, just sitting at my house, talking some horror. And I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. Like who would have, who would have freaking thought like, this is some things you wouldn't even think of at the time. And you're, you know, as a kid, cause there was nothing out like this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you had the Jetsons with their little, you know, their screens, Ninja Turtles with their screens that they had and Star Trek and stuff like that. But I mean, as far as like, Oh shit! I can talk to people around the world from sitting in my house on something called the internet, huh? Yeah, yeah video chatting. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, obviously, Skype was a thing for like you know ten years before COVID. Yeah. But it feels like COVID. I, I mean, you know, there's every, every cloud is a silver lining, and I think that COVID mm-hmm. kind of really carved that out in our cultural experience. Where it's just like you know, suddenly it's just like it's just a thing that you do. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just do these, you know 
blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, it became like, you know, just kind of a normal thing. Just like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just like, hey, man, what are you doing? You just jump on your little video screen, have yep. a couple of beers, and exactly. hey, man, you know, it's, you don't exactly. have to drive away, uh, you know, you don't have to wait until a situation where you have to drive away all, all, all the way across town to see your friends. Exactly. You know, or it's exactly. you, you know, dudes that you know in other cities. So it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, you know, just when I was in Wisconsin, I got to see, um, you know, a buddy of mine who lives in Chicago, you know, and he took the hour drive up to go to the screening, which was cool of him. You know, That's but, awesome. uh, yeah, it's like, you know, but yeah, him and uh, another friend of mine, he, he didn't make the screen, but he came out for a beer. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people will complain about the idea that like the internet is like making us more fragmented and X, Y, Z. But I, I think there's also a trade off is like, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I don't even know where in the, where in the country are you right now. I'm in uh, New York. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm on the other side of the country. So it's like, really? It's where are you at? LA. But, um, nice. I, I nice. did, um, I did post on death metal in New York. Um, I had kind of a long mm-hmm. story, but I was there for about three months and the, the studio was a place called buttons. I was on 45th and fifth. And so like, you know, my, my daily commute was the one to times square and then a five block walk. And it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was th- three months of hanging around Manhattan. And, uh, I had never spent that much time in New York before I would visited by hadn't like been there, yeah. been there you know? And it was like a long enough time for me to be like, okay, I, I, I get why people get into the whole I love New York thing. Like, I, 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 I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I like it. Nice. You know, nice. I, I, unfortunately, I, I didn't have a whole lot of opportunity to explore because, like, ironically enough, I was working most of it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was trying to, like, um, you know, there's a fairly famous metal bar called St. Vitus in Brooklyn, and I was planning on catching a show there, and then studio i couldn't and that's that's that but you know maybe one of these days but yeah it's <laughs> yeah but yeah i i was in new york for three months and i liked it that's kind of the hey, short hey. <laughs> that's good that's good yeah. though that's good so with with death metal because i know you directed this like what was your um how'd you get the idea for it because i thought it was it was a cool concept as far as like the the music being haunted and eventually taking taking them over and i'm not going to spoil too much but just that portion yeah. of it yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, that's that's a really cool concept. And the one guy that was the the lead, the band leader, I'm assuming, I forgot his name. Um, yeah, him. Yeah, like his crazy obsession with it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, friends are dying, and all you're talking about is making a damn song. Yeah. And then you you know you come to find out when you watch the movie, you come to find out why he's doing that. And I'm just right. like, oh, that's 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 cool. Yeah, uh, the the source of the idea is like, to it's it's like most creative things. It's like a, a piece here, a piece there, a piece there. Um, the core of it was I uh, before I was in filmmaking, I used to play bass in punk rock and heavy metal bands. And um, a million years ago, when I was still in Chicago, uh, we were cutting an album or a demo with one of my punk rock bands, and it was in this really creepy old brick building that survived the Chicago fire. So hmm. it was, you know, super old and it had like a, like weird twists and turns. And when you're not cutting tracks, you're basically just hanging around, you know. So like I would mm-hmm. just like wander around this building, and uh, it was just like that the errant thought of like, man, what if this place is haunted? Wouldn't that be cool? So it's like the general idea of a haunted recording studio, kind of, yeah. just, you know, you throw it in the mental filing cabinet, and you know, la la la, cut forward. And I ran into Dan Gutschmidt, who is the, the producer and also the composer on the project. And uh, he offered, you know, for me to shoot a movie in, in his locations. He's like, hey, I've got a farm and I've got a recording studio. Can you make a movie out of those two locations? I'm like, yes, yes, I can. So I flew out to Ohio and took a look around it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to, sh- you know, the farm. And we're going to pretend like the recording studio is in the basement of the farm. And um, I drew on that old idea. I'm like, you know, let, let's dig out that old idea of the haunted recording studio, you know? And mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I, I was throwing around ideas for that, for the script. Um, that and there's an old Italian horror movie called Paganini Horror that is written and stars Daria Nicolotti, who was um, Dario Argento's wife for a period of time. Oh, and uh, anyway, so... You know, the wonderful thing about being a nerd for obscure 
uh, international cinema is you can steal from that shit as much as you want. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like uh, a lot of people accuse me of ripping off um, Deathgasm, and I've actually never even seen that movie. But uh, I was like, no, I am ripping off a movie. It's just not that one. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I realized that like just having the place just be haunted wasn't interesting enough. We wanted it to be. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, I because the the source of the haunting I wanted it to be from death metal. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the movie's called Death Metal. It's about a death metal band, and it's like if they just end up in like a haunted place, then it isn't specifically a story about death metal. It's it's like you know anybody could be in there and still be haunted because it's a haunted space, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like let's you know make it a cursed song. The you know the source of trouble comes from the music that they play, which is death metal death metal band plays death metal and then death metal kills the death metal band so it's like you know let, let's let's keep it that very focused yeah idea so anyway so that's that's kind of the and then you throw in like uh little nods like the robert johnson kind of thing you know the selling the soul and da -da 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 -da. and um ultimately it becomes uh kind of a metaphor for um ambition because uh you know ivan is driven by this idea that like he plays music uh, a because he loves it, but also B he sees it as a way to make himself immortal in in a way, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so he's willing. It's one of those things where it's just like you know, you ask any creative person, well, what would you do to succeed? And the answer is always like anything, you know, or something broad like that. And it's like yeah, yeah. You know, and then you know what evil does is evil does evil asks anything. Like, what do we mean by anything? How about like? How about selling all your bandmates to Satan? How's that sound? Will you do that? And if not, then, you know, I guess you don't want it that bad. You know, it's like, <laughs> we'll, we'll check the next guy. No, 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 no. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Anyway, so uh, that, that's that's a very long answer to your very short question. No, <laughs> hey, I, 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 I like that, though, because you're really, yeah. like, just going from the mindset of where you were from. You're digging from where you got these ideas from. I, I love that. That's that's what I yeah. want when I ask questions and stuff because people some it's it's tough when like you're asking that question and they're just like oh well uh yeah I just just sitting down just kind of wrote it down and then they just stop and like well that's it <laughs> <laughs> there has to be more to it than that there has yeah. you made a damn movie there has to be more to it than you just sat there and wrote it down and right. came up with the idea it's like I I'm not saying that that can't happen but there was more right. to it something yeah. that sparked that idea. I know, yeah, I, 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 I know you wrote it, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, in terms of, like, influence, um, I mean, there's, like, the core nut influence is mm -hmm. OG Evil Dead, the first one, because um, I knew going in that it was going to be kind of a scrappy, independent, you know, movie where, like, you, you might see the, the scenes of filmmaking, and mm -hmm. you're going to see the, uh, the budget, or lack thereof, but you'll also see the passion. You'll also see the goer, you know? So mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, uh, that's the idea of like, let, let's just go in and let, go in swinging with the idea. We're going to make um, a really crazy, gory midnight movie, you know, the, and just, you know, OG Evil Dead. That was the bullseye. And okay. I had that conversation with cast, crew, rewatch OG, you know, not too, not anything else, <laughs> nothing, none of the jokey stuff. We're going. We're going to try to scare people uh, because that's the thing is, it's technically a heavy metal horror movie, and there are enough of these movies that it's kind of its own sub sub genre of films. And like, mm -hmm. if you wanted to sit down, you could write up like 10, 12, 15 heavy metal horror movies. And the commonality of all those films is they're always horror comedies. They're always they always yeah. play it for camp. They're always making fun of horror. They're making fun of the iconography of heavy metal. La 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 la. Uh, 100% of them always go campy. And even though we have some lighter moments in, um, in this, uh, it's not meant to be a horror comedy. It's meant to be weird and gross and scary. So uh, in that, we're kind of trying to make something that's a little unique, even though I'm like really, liberally ripping off uh, Pagany Horror for the plot, and I'm drawing very hard on the original Evil Dead. It's still like, in terms of like, the broader scope of horror filmmaking, mm -hmm. there's no other heavy metal horror movie that's actually trying to scare you. <laughs> it's like, so that's the idea, but it's like, and then when you, uh, 
you know, with everything else, I mean, there, there are literally like dozens of other influences throughout the entire movie because I'm a nerd for this stuff, like you are. Like, uh, yeah. you know, if you really go through a, a fine-tooth comb, like you could pick up, like, um, you know, at the very end when the demons castle Shadia, like, they're, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of drawing on um, the climax from an old Corman movie called Galaxy of Terror. Um, but when they speak to her, it's kind of in the same way as like Cenobites, you know, where okay. they're kind of, they're, they're, you know, they're yeah. uh, emotionally <clears throat> unaffected. Like they're not trying to scare her. They're just talking to her. Um, mm -hmm. But they're still like very obviously like an alien version of themselves. Um, you know, I, I could go through and point out like the exact shots that I'm, I'm lifting from like specific movies. So I'm like, well, well that shot's from Blackula. That shot is from Hellraiser <laughs> 2. That shadows from this. The shadows from Pet Cemetery. You know, it's just like <laughs> if you, yeah. And so it's it's one of the, but at the same time, without winking at the audience. Like I, I never wanted to. I, I, it's one thing to be clearly influenced, and and another thing to be like, ah, remember that movie? It's like no, I never want to do that. Might as well play the damn movie in the movie. Yeah, that, it's a, it's the thing. It's like um. Well, uh, like a while ago, I, I, I did an interview with Lee Cronin, who directed um, Under Evil Dead Rise. Uh, mm -hmm. I, was, I, was, I was doing um, uh, filmmaker interviews for um, a screenwriting magazine. Awesome. And uh, just as like a side hustle. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, hey. it's like but yeah, it was, you know, you know boo-hoo, I have to go talk to horror filmmakers, you know. So, but I, I interviewed Lee Cronin uh, right after he made a movie called... Um, hole in the ground and uh there is like when they walk in the house the wallpaper is the design of the carpet in the shining you know which mm -hmm. uh, and of course i noticed i'm like that's a shining wallpaper is he's like it, this might sound crazy but i didn't mean for it like the production designer showed up with like here are these 10 wallpapers that we can use and one of them was just like oh shit let's do the shining one so it's like so i mean it wasn't like he was like Give me the shining wallpaper. It was more like, oh, cool. Oh, that's yeah. Let's use that yeah. one. That'll be fun. So, you know, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm stealing, but I'm not winking. <laughs> I'm stealing, but I'm not. Right. Oh, man, that's so fun. <laughs> that's gonna be the title of my autobiography. <laughs> I'm stealing, but I'm not winking. <laughs> <laughs> autobiography. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and then with with um. <laughs> From the shadows, it was cool. The cool thing about that was I like how I don't know if you ever seen the movie Hush. Yes. Is that what it's called? No. Is it Hush? Well, similar, uh, just, so, I mean, similar to what we're doing right here, honestly, mm -hmm. and, and to an to an extent. And I just think that when it's when those are done right, they can be really cool because it's just like it, it it kind of it puts you in these times, of course. But it's like a lot of people talk like this. A lot of people do it for podcasts, meeting, like whatever the case may be. Shit, mm -hmm. court. <laughs> people yeah. go to court from home now yeah. so it's like that concept if you can get that concept to work with the horror stuff and the creepiness and usually it's paranormal i know you guys it was like slasher slash um, yeah it's kind of a mix of shadow people but it works yeah like it, it it worked and i was just like oh this is fun yeah it started out it's... a little slow for me but then it when it was picking up i was like oh this is this is this is fun and yeah, it was a specific I... voice a specific voice, guys, that you need. You'll know it when you hear it, people. <laughs> you will know it when you hear it. The movie lights up when. If when you've he ever shows seen up. the, I'm just gonna say this: if you've ever seen Gargoyles, <laughs> you'll know nah. exactly who I'm talking about. Well, that's you your know, hint, people. <laughs> I am in um, in developing, and and you're putting your finger right on something that's there. When uh. uh I was pulling together the idea. I, I had another project that almost got made called Knife, and COVID swept in and killed it. Oh. And I was I was so bent out of shape because we were close enough that like you know I had the taste of it in my mouth. I'm just like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, uh. Yeah, right. Yep. And um, so it's like, well, what what the fuck can we get made? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, I saw a movie called Host. Did you see Host? I didn't see Host. You said Host. Uh, host. Host. It's, oh, hopes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, on was, um, Shutter or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I forgot, yep. but it's I saw host, and the entire thing is uh, it's a Zoom call where they try to do um, a seance, and the yep. demons give yep. them a hard time. And I thought, okay, let's make one of those. 
<laughs> so it's a Zoom call, and uh, but you know we can't do ghosts because that's unfriended. We can't do demons because that's host. So what do we do? I thought, all right, well maybe it's a slasher movie version of it. So it's like, all right, so this creepy guy is popping up behind them and stabbing them. All right, mm-hmm. so but why don't they leave? All right, and then you start just logically you start walking backwards from that. This guy's popping up behind these people. And why don't they leave? And how is he finding them? How is he doing this? Da 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 da. Why are they on this call in the first place? And that's how we start to you know kind of throw around the ideas. And uh, one of my producing partners, a guy named Ian Holt, uh, he, he was uh, friends with a guy named uh, Mike Sargent, who uh, he had been a director like years before, and he had kind of segged into being primarily a film critic for a while, and uh, you know a radio show, and he was on you know NPR and Fox, and you know it, it was it was kind of the space where he lived, but you yeah. know, he always hadn't, you know, I, I can't speak to Mike Sargent, you know, because he isn't here, but, uh, you know, he always had in his head to get back to filmmaking, you know, so uh, Ian was aware of this, so he pulled Mike in, and we were just throwing around ideas, and I'm just like, you know what, I, I'm just going to take a stab at the script, and, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm a fast writer, you know, so I'm just like, you, you know, I'm just going to whip out first draft, because it's one thing kind of like, riff and kind of throw around ideas but like it's not until you like actually throw something on the page and <clears throat> yeah. you have something to look at and then you can be like all right this doesn't work but let's keep this and with that first draft what i did was i went totally soup to nuts in terms of the characters explaining the entire story of everything that was going on with the idea that we would pare it down from there and uh I came back and he was like no i want to keep all that i oh I, shit yeah, I'm just like, you know, it's it's going to be like a really talky movie, man. And it's like, cooch, here it is. First, they're on a Zoom call. Of course it's going to be a talky movie. <laughs> it doesn't... Second, we're going to give the audience a, a mystery to solve. You know, mm-hmm. we want to engage them in the, the exact scenario. So when shit really goes down, they know exactly who the players are, what's going on, how... Uh, Bertram can do what he's doing, how, you know, what's going on with that, 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 that. I'm like, okay, man. So it's just like, um, and he, I, I mean, he's neither right nor wrong uh, because, you know, the primary criticism that we get when we do get, like, say, a mixed review. I mean, some people love this movie and other people are just like, nope. And all, and it comes down to the, the talkiness of that first hour. Like, you're really, like, uh, the idea is like we're slowly you know, there's dread, there's tension. Like, we know that it's coming, you know, but uh, as just a horror nerd, like, for me, the movie, like, really pops off when when shit gets going, you know? From, from that point yeah. forward, it's like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, not that I mind the talkiness, because I wrote the fucking thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> you can't you know, be mad it, at it. You cannot yeah, no, be it, mad. It, you be, no, I get it. it yeah, but I mean, uh, like, for instance, a little piece of trivia, we actually had another actress who signed on to uh, star as Amora before we had oh, uh, before we had Selena Deuce. And uh, we have a sneaking hunch that she did not actually read the script when she taught when she took the gig because she got to set and um, she looked at the script. She's like, man, there's a there's a lot of dialogue here. And my servant's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> And she's like, I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm not That's used hilarious. to working this. I'm not used to working this way. And Mike's like, well, you know, we can do it however way you, you want. I'll work with you. I'm the director. You're the actor. We're, you know, it's not, you know, I'm not your boss. We're gonna work together. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, nope. And she got on the plane and she left. <laughs> so I'm like, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. So I, I, I landed in Newark and called. I'm just like, you know, I'm like, hey guys, just letting you know, I'm boots on the ground in new jersey and i'll i'm gonna get a lift to uh the set and we're gonna be there it's like great cooch that's good to hear oh by the way we lost our lead actress uh, okay <laughs> so, <laughs> we had, uh, so what we did was when we carved out everything that you can do in this movie everything you can do in this movie without your mm-hmm. lead actress um and we figured that we had about two and a half days worth of shooting so we had two and a half days to find a replacement for a lead actress. And um, it came down to the wire, man. Down to the wire. That's Until crazy. finally, yeah, as in like literally 
it's like because we not only have to find her we have to get her we have to find her early enough on that wednesday to get her to set by thursday you know so i mean you know so like four o'clock on wednesday the last of the three days we're still pacing a hole in the carpet we're still burning out the phone we're trying this person that person that, 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 that. and um i go guys i'll be right back and i went up to my hotel room i got out my phone and i pulled up and yelp and into, mm. yelp, into yelp i typed in dive bar because it was my full intention to find the closest dive bar and go there and curl up in the corner and get hammered and uh because our movie was about to shut down because if you don't have yeah. a lead actress you don't have a movie to shoot and just as i was about to hit you know enter on dive bar the phone rang in my hand and it's the, my partners and there's like cooch get down here we found her okay so i ran ran downstairs i was like yeah her name's selena Andrews. she's in georgia we made her an offer she's on her way up get on the plane she'll be here there tomorrow morning yeah so i mean yeah, selena's wow. pulled our beckon right out of the fire and uh not only wow. that but she also killed it she's <clears> super <throat> talented hard working you know uh we owe her you know everything so anyways i, I will sing this the praises of you know nothing against the rest of our cast because i mean everyone's great everyone's wonderful but yeah selena is just like you know mvp right there that no yo that that's amazing that's awesome though because it's like shit we just lost our lead fuck i'm gonna go get drunk as fuck yeah, yes, wall yeah. Like Kyle. And then <laughs> yeah. as soon as you're about to like, it's just like, all yeah. right. Listen, so, yeah. <laughs> don't do don't don't do it, man. Don't do it. Get your ass downstairs. <laughs> the, the gods of Hollywood reached out and took my hand and said, No, not today, Mike. You don't get mm-hmm. to be Irish today. You have to go back to work now. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like oh, I, yeah. it, it was looking dire. It was looking tough. I can you know, also considering that you know we were three days into shooting a movie. I mean, it's like it's one thing to have a movie fall apart before it starts shooting, like Knife did, but it's another mm-hmm. one to actually start shooting the motherfucker and have it fall and apart. It's, it's like, what does a guy have to do around here? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess next time, if this ever happens again, just go upstairs, find a dive bar, and right. just before you hit that button, phone call. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have to fool the the powers into yeah. saving my ass. But uh, <laughs> that, that, that's so that's cool though because that could have just. I mean, obviously the movie could have never been made, which would right. suck. Yeah. And yes, it's just I like, agree. wow, it's just like wow, like literally <laughs> the buzzer beater. <laughs> yeah. Just, now just imagine you hit enter or whatever you mm-hmm. get. Okay, dive bar. Let's just say it's right across the street, right up the street from where you guys are staying at. Right, yeah. You're over there having your drinks, banging them down. Then you get the phone call. <laughs> like, yeah. yo, man, yeah, I can barely stand I, up. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you what, man. I, it's just like, uh, you know, I mean, filmmaking is often, you know, chaotic and stressful, even on, it's just, you're trying to, you're trying to pull the fires of chaos into a, and work it into a, a, a thing that you could, a, a shareable dream. Yeah. And, um, with that, I am with shadows, man. I mean, the ball was in the air when the buzzer went. You know, it's like, I mean, that's that's what that 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 was. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, every movie is kind of its own little miracle, and so is shadows. So you know, for some people, it's just like you know, kind of a fun little horror movie where you know it's kind of talky for about the first half, and then it gets going. And for us, it's like, holy fuck, these are the stories we could tell on that thing. So. <laughs> But we're happy with it, man. Um, we're really cool with it. Um, and uh, we just had the red carpet like about a week and a half ago now, I want right. to say. Selena came out along with our, our younger cast who are all locals from New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Keith came out, Bruce. Um, right. so yeah, I mean, it was cool to get get the band back together. And, you know, speaking of having drinks, you know, have a little, you know, relax a little bit, catch up with everybody. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, now it's out. Now it's on Voodoo. There you go. Go watch yes. it on Voodoo. Go watch it on Voodoo. <laughs> yeah, so what? Um. Actually, let me jump back further. Yeah. Who or what got you into horror? And then what was the first movie you remember that scared you? If any? Oh, you know that's a really good question. Um, I I I'm like you, man. I, I'm like, you know, from knee high. You know, it's like yeah. I, I, I I rolled out of the womb like in this. This stuff, I uh, you know, it's just like you know, plot. Wait, can we? I got you know how you know how funny of a freaking movie that would be. Like the baby's coming <laughs> yeah. out, 
Mom, put some horror on. <laughs> <laughs> what hell is this motherfucker already talking? <laughs> Mom, it's Jason's it's Jason's mother in the first movie. Jason is, <laughs> doesn't even get the mask until three. All that horror I mean, yeah. Well, you know, I I, mean, uh, I I think like a lot of kids, uh, uh, almost everywhere in the United States has like a horror host, you know, who shows like old mm-hmm. horror movies. And um, when I was a kid it was, in Chicago, it was Son of Svengulli was the guy. And, you know, some, uh, you know, other parts of the country, it's like Elvira or, you know, this part, yeah. that, you know, and, you know, uh, the comedian who plays Son of Svengulli is fine. He's still alive and out there and making appearances and God bless his merry soul, man. But yeah, I mean, for me, it was like every weekend watching monster movies on Sunset Yuli. And mm-hmm. uh, then it was, uh, you know, Kung Fu movies on Channel 44. Or no, Kung Fu movies on Sunday. Uh, Japanese sci-fi movies on Channel 44, UHF. You know, it's like, I, I'm talking about like, you know, when I was a kid and, you know, my parents had like one tiny little TV with like a, a chunky... The dot? Yeah. I remember yeah, those. Yeah, and... Um, and uh, luckily, my parents were fairly laissez-faire when it came to like wh- what I watched. Um, okay. Like you know, so, some parents are very strict, and they're just like, "No, you can't." You know, if they say one bad word, you know, it's like Disney or you know, Disney cartoons or nothing. You know, and uh, like when I was a kid, 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 like um, my mom rented The Shining. I like she was not super into horror, generally speaking, but she was really like The Shining. And uh, she was like, you know, Mike, all right, now listen, it's a very scary movie. And most of it, I think you can watch, but there's one really scary scene. And when it comes up, I'm going to need you to run up to your bedroom and then I'll call you down when it's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, and of course, you, you, you know this, you know, I'm talking about, but, um, you know, uh, for eight year old eyes, it was that, you know, yeah. let's not show them that scene. But, you know, for the rest of it, like, you know, Axe murdering, you know, Jack X murdering, um, uh, the actor's name is me. Um, damn it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm bad with that too, man. Yeah, I know, but anyway, you know, just... Jack Jack murdering people with an axe is fine. Yeah, but you, but scary rotting naked woman, not yet. You know, but again, uh, I never understood that logic. As far as I mean, that's a dead naked rotting woman, but just yeah. in general, like with watching horror growing up watching with my cousins my brother and stuff mm-hmm. it was <clears throat> aaron cover your eyes because she's about to get naked yeah <laughs> but at this, the very next scene where someone gets their head cut off there's no cover your eyes because the monster's coming out because jason's coming out because freddie or whatever we're watching mm-hmm. and i'm just like this logic makes like as an adult you're like this logic makes no damn sense <laughs> at all right well, you know it, it's weird because um and I, I've had versions of this conversation before, but uh, like contemporary horror has become very chaste. You know, when we were kids, you would very often see nudity and sex in horror movies. And yeah. you almost never see that anymore unless it's like very specifically part of mm-hmm. the setup, like it follows, let's say. Um, but, you know, you watch any of the like early Friday the 13th and like, I mean, that's part, you know, the boobs are part of the pitch. I yeah. think it's just just because you know when that uh, in the pre-internet area era, how are fifteen-year-old boys going to see boobs, and it's going to be Playboy uh, hustler or like horror movies, you know, because they're too young to get porno, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know that's how you're going <laughs> to get boobs. So it's like you know, <laughs> so I mean, of course, you got that in there, and um, uh, but yeah, like lately, it's been very you know past. You know, because the internet is there. I mean, if you want boobs, you just go yeah. on the internet. You, know, yeah. you, don't need, you don't need it from horror movies. So if you don't need it, it's not there. But I will say that uh, this, when, um, you know, about seven-ish years ago, I was a producer on a movie called Killer Party. And that was a, a micro-budget horror comedy. And um, speaking to educational experiences, uh, I and the filmmakers, we took it to the American film market. We were looking for distribution. We had a completed film. We're looking for someone to release it. So we walked around the American film market having all these meetings. Mm -hmm. And when you speak to, 
this is you go to like you used to go to things like that to like really see like the actual how the film industry actually works it's like in the matrix you actually see the ones and the zeros and suddenly it's like oh okay now all this makes sense and when we took killer party to american film market uh it would you would speak to the companies that put out horror movies they would say well who's in it and by that they mean stars you know yeah they'd be like uh well who's in it or it's like well you know, no names, but they're, I mean, they're all good actors. And it's like, you know, they don't care if they're good at it. <laughs> it's like, you know, know. it's like, um, they go, all right, well, who's in it? And we're like, nah, I mean, no names, but, you know, they go, okay. They go, is it gory? And we'll be like, well, uh, you know, it's more of a tension kind of a thing, more of a psychological thriller. And they'd roll their eyes and be like, Shh, are there at least boobs in it? Mm. Like, no, it's not really that kind of movie. Uh, but, yeah. yeah and, 100% of the time, you would be like, no names, no gore, no boobs on them, you know, no business, no sale, sorry. Um, so we, at the very least, with Killer Party, we went back and did reshoots to at least get gore in there. And then we there you won go. a bunch of awards <clears throat> and festivals, and then we were able to get set up. But that lesson hung with me when I went to go see, went to see when I went to go make Death Metal, because mm-hmm. my producing partners were up my ass to get, you know, throwing a name one or two names you know let's get someone from you know horror name you know bill mosley yeah one of these guys right i was like no i I don't want to um the goal is evil dead and there's no names in evil dead evil dead is just evil dead that's what i was trying to make evil dead so i'm just like i don't want names the names that i have are the bands the bands are the names incantation cannibal corpse embalmer sheds and skin all these guys that's that's the core the people who are going to rent this movie like death metal they want to see death metal bands that's my movie they don't give a shit about movie stars they want to see death metal bands that's my now are, are the, were those actual bands yes yeah 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 okay so none slaughters in there uh, a bunch of others but um that's um so i said i don't want names in there i'm not going to spend the money on that what i'm going to spend the money on is gore uh so i that's i got david greathouse in there and uh i gave him a big chunk of the budget that i had and and you uh, the two main compliments that i get on that film are uh, everyone likes the practical effects yeah because that's where we spent most of our money yeah it's like it's going to be a gory <clears throat> practical effects movie and um the cast uh I, you know it's a great cast i cast really well uh not to pat myself on the back but like it, that was more of a happy accent i had never even been to ohio in my life, I literally like landed in Ohio and I was like, all right, Ohio, what do you got? And I was blessed by the fact that I, I all these wonderful actors came in the door. That's like, awesome. um, I know, I know. Like, that's really know, awesome. He, I mean, when E Ray showed up to casting, like, he walks in the room with a fucking axe over his shoulder. Just so I'm just like, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, just all it, it's yours. I he, all you have to do is not suck, and the part is yours. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> Don't it's a, suck. That's yeah, it. I mean. I, I mean, there is, um, there's a lesson to be had to actors, I guess you could say, because uh, like for each one of the actors that I cast, that I actually cast in that movie, I saw like maybe 10, 12 people who were good or very good. You know, I was like, you know, I, I watched like a lot of people would read for uh, Anya or you know, Fleming or, you know, this, that, 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 and it would be like seven, eight, 8.5. I saw a lot of really good people, but everyone who actually got cast, they were cast like almost, like almost as soon as they walked in the room. They're, they had a, an extra something. So it would be like, out of the 50 people who read, and they're all just kind of good, it's the guy mm-hmm. who like walks in the room with an axe over his shoulder and doing a weird accent and, you know, and, and, and having his own physicality. And it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Soul to the American. There you go. Come on. And like uh, when Caitlin Newberry came in, like uh, I, I was kind of in my head casting this other girl, um, girl, woman in her head, mid twenties. You, you know what I mean? Um, I give it to me. But I um, that was kind of, <clears throat> yeah, I'll probably go with her. And then like Caitlin came in, and like she basically had it, like within ten seconds. I'm like, oh wow, wow. There, there, there's Anya right there. There, there it is. There and it I even is. told her, I'm just like, I'm in. You know, that, and also, especially when it comes to, like, a scrappy independent movie like this, especially when it comes to horror, you're looking for, like, a certain can-do, fuck-it-let's-rock kind of mentality. 
with not only your cast, not only your crew, it's just like no one's getting rich off this. Like we're making this because we love it and we mm-hmm. understand that like all boats rise in the harbor. If if this gets some attention, then we're all gonna get some attention. You know, yes. but ultimately let's make a kick ass movie that we're happy about. So like uh, you know, Caitlin came in, you know, she was amazing. And I'm just like, yeah, and just hypothetically speaking, Caitlin, if you get cast on this role, you know, are you cool? I'm gonna take you to a farm in the middle of nowhere and I'm gonna dump like fake blood and maggots in your head. I mean, are you cool with that? And she's like, let's do it. Awesome. Let's rock. Let's let's make it. Let's make this movie, man. I'm just oh, like, okay. That's awesome. See that that that's even better as far as just hearing something like that. I'm sure it makes your job a million times easier when the actor's just like, Yeah, shit, why not? That's yeah. why I came here, basically. Yeah, <laughs> there is like, there, there's kind of circling around to something that, that you touched on a little bit earlier is um, horror, unlike almost any other genre, it, I mean, it attracts, you know, very, I mean, we love this stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, like, a lot of the people who, who make these films also love it. So it's just like, yeah, oh, oh you want to take me at, you know, two in the morning, you want to dump some fake blood in my head? That's why I'm here. It's like mm-hmm. thank God. It's like, <laughs> but um, uh, but also going back to the idea of like influence versus winking or or you know yeah. uh, lifting. I think you have to be careful that you're not just regurgitating the movies that you've seen. And I know yeah. I sound hypocritical because you know just a few months ago I was talking about like how I you know this shot that shot this influence that influence. But I, I I've read a, a million scripts that are basically like you know this movie with the serial numbers filed off i've seen a lot of horror movies that where it's just like I, I can see exactly where it's going because i've seen i've watched so many horror movies just like I, mm-hmm. I you know i'm not scared at all because or even interested because I, i've seen this movie before you're not saying anything new you're not doing anything um all you're doing all you're showing me is that you saw <clears throat> evil dead 2 you know what yeah I mean? and you really yep. like evil dead 2 and you made your version of evil dead 2 now i mean again i'm all again being hypocritical because like i'm drawing heavily on the first evil dead but I think they can watch Death Metal and be like, okay, this dude definitely is going for Evil Dead, but it's not just, you know. It's not, yeah, it's not Evil Dead. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, they don't go to a cabin. There's no one trapped in the basement, you know, just like, I mean, all that shit. So, la, 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 la. <laughs> and, and speaking of Death Metal, which we're going to wrap up in a little bit, a few minutes, oh, still got some yeah. time. But spe- speaking of Death Metal, the guitar. Listen, people, guitars can be fucking dangerous. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> guitars can be fucking dangerous. Go watch Death Metal on Tubi. <laughs> Go watch From the Shadows on Voodoo. But remember, guitars can be very dangerous. <laughs> Especially held by an evil entity. That's, yeah. you know, possessed by an evil song. <laughs> but that, that, that scene right there was fucking awesome, though. I'm like, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was exactly. not expecting it. Like, I, I'm, I'm aiming for... Um moments to like just grab uh you know when anya turns the eyeball gag in the washroom the guitar uh there's another eyeball gag with a drumstick like uh you know and and since you've seen shadows you know that there's an eyeball gag in that one too yeah yeah i'm I'm gonna have to stay away from the eyes in the next movie i make because i've 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 checked this box it's very italian horror you know so it's like uh to go after the eyes so do you have do you have anything coming up are you kind of waiting for these to? Yeah, no, uh, I for, for, I write this second. Um, we're trying to focus on just getting these out into the world, but yeah, I am. 100%. I'm writing a horror script right now. Uh, the guys that mm-hmm. I made uh, shadows with, like we're throwing around a couple of uh, a couple of projects that are kind of sort of in the ether. We might go back to New Jersey. We're throwing around that idea too. Uh, I have a spy project that has absolutely nothing to do with anybody else. It's just like, it's a project that I've had like kind of off to the side. And uh, that's more of like an action, like kind of a John Wicky kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I don't direct or produce that. I'm quote unquote, just the writer. Um, but yeah, it's like, I, I mean, it's like anything else, man. It's like I, you have, you always have like a stable of projects and um, you know, on some, I'm, I'm definitely a direct like this one and this one, mm-hmm. I think these two I'm going to produce. Uh, those I'm, I think I'm happy with just being the writer on that one. 
but I'll put myself in to direct if they want me to. It's like, yeah, it's just the nature of being a filmmaker these days. It's like just being a multi hyphenate. And so, um, I mean, there's, there's a documentary that I'm attached you know, I'm trying to be the editor on and nothing else, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I have a whole rack of hats. And from one, okay. one title, from one title to the next, I put on the different hats. You know, the no, death that's... metal. I mean, death metal. I did everything but motherfucking craft service. You know, it's like uh, I did everything on that movie. Whereas with Shadows, I have a bigger team. So it's like on that one, I'm the screenwriter and I'm a producer, but I didn't direct it. Mike Sargent directed it. Uh, I didn't edit it. Well, Ryan Kelly edited it. So it's mm-hmm. like you know. Um, <clears throat> And on the spy thing, I'll probably just be the writer. On uh, this other horror thing, I'm intending to be the writer director on that one. You know, so nice. But yeah, I, I, I nothing close enough that I can be like, you know, here's the title, and I'm gonna tell you the title, and because I'll, I'll just jinx it like I did knife. So oh no, no, like, no, 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 no! <laughs> I just wondered if you had some stuff coming up. I, I definitely don't want you to spoil anything, throw yeah. out any, go get ahead of yourself, so to speak, yeah. where you like you jinx yourself. All of a sudden, all your actors just leave. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, I I found that like the gods of Hollywood uh, have a a sense of humor. You know, but I and sometimes they will give you amazing gifts, like they did with Selena on Shadows, and other times they love to play these little tricks, man. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I for every like amazing out of nowhere once in a lifetime stroke of good luck, there's like you, you pay for that with ninety nine. Yeah, I got nine nine problems, but Selena Andrews isn't one. It's like, it's like, <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool though, man. That's cool. I I do want to pull something up real quick. Um, yeah. So next week, <clears throat> next Friday, actually, I'm be a part of a. Uh, it's called Cast Us for a Cause, a charity script read, and we're okay. doing Friday the Thirteenth, which is going to be fun as hell. Okay. And it's it's all for lunch, which is to help, you know, get kids school lunch, to help them feed, help kids should not pay for school lunch, basically. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some fun with the script read, do all that good stuff. But also it's for an amazing cause over with uh, my friend, my friends over on the scene snobs. It'll be on their YouTube channel. Okay. It's just, if people want to come check it out. Hey, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be a well, great I time and I, even is there, more so for a great cause. Say yeah, it again? I mean, is there a link that I can share on my social so I can get the word out? Yes, I'll I'm gonna drop it here and then I'll I'll mess I'll send it to you in a message. And I appreciate that. I greatly yeah, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I'll send it, yeah. I'll message it to you as well. So I'll help but each other out, man. And you know, the starving little kids, let's give them a sandwich, right? Exactly, exactly. Cause I, I think about that and I'm like, it's crazy that because I understand people fall in hard times, parents fall in hard times, they bust their ass, they have to do what they gotta do to take care of themselves, their children, keep the lights on, all the other stuff. And it's like on top of that, I have to pay for my child's school lunch where they need to go there and eat and get educated. It's hard to it's hard to eat or sorry, it's hard to get educated. It's hard to do anything when your stomach's grown. Yeah. Let alone sit in a classroom bored out of your mind somewhere you don't want to be, and then you're hungry. Like, right. come on, they yeah. should they really shouldn't have to pay for lunch at all. They should be able to get the regular school lunch, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and be done with it. But you know, so you gotta help them out. Yeah. Help them out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, circling back around to Friday the Thirteenth, uh, a million years ago, I, I used to be a co-host on um, on a podcast where it was called uh, "It's Always Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, we would like every episode would be like a solid like two three hour discussion about each one of the oh, the the awesome. films, and um, you know, I I, I, I would so get awful. I would get so drunk when we do these things. So it's like you know, that's <laughs> embarrassing. So it's just like if yep. you ever like, I mean, you could like crawl around on Podbean long enough and you'll find episodes of me like drunkenly slurring about Friday the 13th part 8 doing that fucking but uh, that so on the one hand it's embarrassing because I I get really fucking trash in these things Um, Mm -hmm. but you do find these weird little easter eggs like uh, you know because you're gonna be watching Friday the 13th one thing that I tripped over was there is a running thing about bears in these movies like the characters will be because they're out in the woods so they'll express yeah. concern about bears and part two uh paul tells the the girls to uh, about their menstruation because yes the bears yes might be attracted to it uh when they find jason's cabin there's a stuffed bear in it um yeah it's like it, 
oh, like wow. it, it, it's consistent enough and keep an eye out for it. it's consistent enough all the way through that series that by the time we wrapped that podcast i'm like the one thing the, the series is missing only two things one is jason actually fighting a bear right the other <laughs> one is we is we never see jason play hockey we <laughs> like if you ever gave me, oh, man. if you ever gave me a Friday Thirteenth movie to write and direct, like the there would definitely be a scene in there where he's like chasing someone across some ice, and like a hockey team shows up and they mistake him for the goalie, and <laughs> like I know mean, it might be goofy as fuck, but yeah. It's like how many movies have we been watching this guy run around in a hockey mask? He, we've never seen him interact with hockey players ever. It's like you know, it's like. <laughs> If you had a killer who had like a catcher's mask, like, and he never runs into baseball players or like throws a baseball I, at it, I, could, I mean, I could see it almost working to the sense of Crystal Lake is frozen, right? And even if he's not being the hockey player per se, he's getting that they're on the, they're on the ice, and maybe he pulls some under the ice and just other stuff, and then they see him with his mask on, like, oh shit, let him play hockey, and maybe he right. kills somebody with a hockey stick. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Or, or oh, like, uh, nice. hey, they're they're looking for the guy who was supposed to play goalie, but hey, there's this other dude with a he's got the goalie mask. Oh, okay, I guess he's a replacement. So he's standing yeah. there, and you know they park him in front of that thing <laughs> until yep until he yeah, get, until he's ready I, to kill. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but I I, I mean that, that's the that's the shit that I'm that I, I you know the joke that I always use is like if you were driving down Sunset Boulevard, let's just say, and you mm-hmm. saw a billboard. And it's got nothing on it but a giant hockey mask. I mean, do you really think that it's an advertisement for LA Kings? Or do you think it's an advertisement for Friday, new Friday the 13th movie? You know, it's like, it, it, it's it's such an indelible image. It, 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 I was going to say, it comes to the point to where that mask, that's not a hockey mask anymore. That's Jason mask. That's a Jason mask. That's what yeah. everybody calls it. That Like, my niece, <clears throat> she's what, nine now? She's never seen those movies. When she was, oh, that's Jason's mask. That's Jason's mask. Right, yeah. And I'm just yeah. like... Yeah, you're right. Like, I, I, it's not I, a hockey I, mask anymore. That's Jason's. I, I, I will to say, per shadows, um, uh, the game that I'm playing with that one, I, I not to give anything away, but in that one, it is inverting the slasher tropes. It's in any other movie, you see a deformed guy who wears a mask going around killing teenagers. He's the antagonist of the movie. In shadows, he's the hero. He's the hero of the film. So, mm. it's like, yeah. so, and I did that very much on purpose. Um, I'm like, I'm, I, uh, again, we're gonna do something first time. Uh, it's the the creepy guy in the mask. And he, he takes it off. And he's all deformed and scary looking, and he's got yeah. knives and stuff. And he's going around <laughs> killing teenagers. He is the hero. The hero. Oh uh, man, that's so cool. Yes. So, Make sure you guys go. Watch. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I know. Uh, so yeah, I, I am shilling. Um, uh, Death Metal Horror Movie dot, uh, dot com is where um, you know there's a direct link to Tubi uh, for Death Metal, and also I'm selling uh, signed Blu-rays and T-shirts there. Uh, please feel nice. free to buy buy stuff off of me. Support the nice. film um, because I'm still trying to, to pay the bands. <laughs> so if you buy. A t-shirt or Blu-ray, then you can help me to pay the bill. No one's getting rich off this shit. I'm just trying to pay my, you know, pay everyone. Uh, there you go. Uh, Shadows is on Voodoo exclusively for right now, and um, I actually just heard that Death Metal got picked up to be on Screambox. And nice. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. So it's going to still be on Tubi, but if you don't want to watch Death Metal with like the little toothpaste ads and whatnot, then you can watch it on Screambox. I don't know when that's going to premiere. <clears throat> that's up to Screambox, but it's just nope. like. Dope. Great, cool, awesome. So there's three ways to watch Death Metal. You can uh, watch it on Tubi with the toothpaste ad. You can buy a Blu-ray off of me, and I'll sign it and mail it to you. Or else, uh, in the near future, you can watch it on Screenbox. And uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, exclusively from the shadows is on Voodoo. Uh, we actually had a little theatrical. We were in theaters for a little bit, and um, so yeah, I it's it's a special little place in the heart to uh, you, you make a movie and then you actually go to a theater and. The movie just right there on the marquee is oh, like, I could yeah. that that see that there is amazing. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I we were on the marquee and um oh god, what was the name of the theater? It was in New York. It was on eighth and um 
I mean, you're a New Yorker. I'm sure if I pulled up the address, you'd know exactly. Oh, I'm not. Like, I'm see. I'm not in New York City though. I'm oh, okay. Oh, okay, higher upstate, right. so I I know nothing about New York City. <laughs> okay. All right. So I, I mean, uh, so Mike Sargent went there and took pictures because I yeah, you know, of course. But uh, I, I he lives up in Harlem, so for him, it's just a train ride. A train ride. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's like uh, you know, you go through all this heartache and trouble and, and strife and stress and you know, not to, not to die. And <laughs> the end goal is to go to a theater and the movie that you made is up in our marquee, and we were able to pull that off with From the Shadows. So it's like, um, you know, I could get struck by lightning right now. I'd be fine. It's like, okay, yeah, don't <laughs> did it. You, I did it. You got to say you did it. You got to say you did it. And and I, I mean, I have the proof. I've seen it. I've watched right. it. And it's right there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that, that could be my tombstone. I'm just like right there. That's my epitaph from the shadows <laughs> on that marquee. Anyway, so uh, I want to keep you all oh, night. Man. I, uh, that so, was great, man. No, I had I had a great time, man. We're we're definitely gonna do this again down the road. Um, yeah, I'm gonna man. talk after we get off the live. I'm gonna talk to you for a couple of minutes, so. <laughs> but um, I really appreciate appreciate you coming on, and I know we had to reschedule a couple times because life is life is busyness. Yeah. But but it's one of those things. I like how you were so understandable about it. But it's like you're like fuck. I get it. Like look, I I had these things to do on these days we were trying to schedule, and then boom, you had these things. So it's like yeah, it's, we're here it's, now, it's, though, people. It's the it nature is. of the business. It's the nature of it life. Is. You're just gonna, you, it's it kind of, you, know, you keep, the, and then eventually, uh, oh shit, we're actually doing the call. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're definitely, we're definitely, definitely doing this again. I just want to thank you again for coming on. I greatly appreciate you. Everybody, go check them out. The movies are pinned to the top, as well as the uh, casters for a call. So please go check all those links out, and at the very least, share them. At the very least, click them, share them, just so other people can check it out. And I appreciate you all. I'll see you in your nightmares. Peace.